This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Wednesday the 4th of March. Justin, did you know that Coca-Cola launched its own energy drink named Coke Energy? Were you even aware? I did Well, I'm afraid it's too late because they've cut it, they're canning it. It just Time by. It was uh, meant to compete with Red Bull and Monster, but just wasn't doing well. So hello and goodbye. The Indian Prime Minister, Narendra Modi, yes. he's got 53 million followers on Twitter. A he's popular person. a big deal. Yeah. Very big deal. He's announced that he's thinking of giving up all social media accounts this week. What? Big loss for uh, everyone oh. trying to follow <laughs> Narendra Modi. It's sad news. Three very interesting stories today, As Justin. always. Let's get let's into them. It. For our first, the Reserve Bank of Australia has cut rates to a new low of 0.5% to deal with the impact of the coronavirus on the Australian economy. Let's take a little step back. What is the Reserve Bank of Australia? Well, put simply, it's the government organisation that's responsible for managing Australia's economy. Right. A bit of background. Towards the second half of last year, Australia's economy was looking a little mm-hmm. tired. And then over summer, we had the bushfires. Which hurt tourism. And more recently, the coronavirus. Which hurt education and tourism. Both of which have impacted consumer spending in Australia a lot. Except for those people who have stocked up on every single toilet paper roll in my supermarket. <laughs> so yesterday, the Reserve Bank decided it couldn't wait anymore and it was time to cut rates. So what's the key learning here? Well, the role of the Reserve Bank, Australia's central bank, is to manage the stability of Australia's economy by setting the cash rate. Now, what's the cash rate? Think of the cash rate like an air conditioner that makes a room cooler when it's hot outside and hotter when it's cold outside. Exactly. The Reserve Bank tries to condition the Mm -hmm. Aussie economy to stay financially healthy. When the Reserve Bank reduces the cash rate, this generally means banks reduce their interest rates and we can enjoy lower mortgage repayments. In good news, following this announcement yesterday, we've already seen the big four banks reduce Mm. their rates for variable mortgages. Mm -hmm. It also means if we're saving interest on our mortgage, we have more money to spend elsewhere and can help boost the economy. This is actually the fourth time the Reserve Bank has cut interest rates in the last year. It's a bit like the Reserve Bank is on its fourth round of doing the limbo. (laughs) How low can we go? They can't go much lower, actually. We're basically at 90 degrees (laughs) at the moment. No doubt uh, it's feeling a bit of backache by now and it's (laughs) really going to have to arch that back a little further if we're going to have another rate cut later this year. On to our second story. Apple, the giant tech company, will pay up to $500 million to settle a lawsuit because it actually slowed down iPhones to entice Mm. customers to buy new and better performing phones. Back in 2017, Apple customers complained that their phone performance slowed down after they installed Apple software updates. For example, your phone would get slower when opening multiple apps at the same time. Like when you open WhatsApp at the same time as TikTok. Exactly. Or if we're talking 2017, it's like when you're playing Pokemon Go at the same time as creating a Bitmoji. (laughs) This iPhone slowdown was one of those conspiracy theories people had that ended up actually being true. (laughs) A bit like how Facebook listens to every one of my conversations and then retargets ads towards me. Well, this conspiracy is still to be confirmed. Mm. Apple actually admitted that it was slowing down phone performance in older models to avoid, quote, unexpected Mm. shutdowns. Now, Justin, you and I, we have iPhones. How much do we get? Well, the sad news, my friend, is that the Australian iPhone users don't get squashed from Apple. Yep. Only US iPhone owners who bought specific models are eligible for a payment of... From more please? Up to $25. Oh, that's really going to cover the cost of a new <laughs> iPhone. So what's the key learning here? Given last year's tech lash, where consumers backlashed against big tech companies, mm-hmm. communication between tech giant yep. and consumer has never been more important. That's true. Apple failed to let its users know that it was capping iPhone speed mm. and performance intentionally. And that replacing the battery would fix this problem. What's so crazy is that despite agreeing to pay out $500 
million dollars, which Apple, is big. Apple's share price increased nine percent yesterday. And sometimes for investors, the certainty of just knowing an outcome is better than facing mm. the unknown. And five hundred million dollars is a drop in the ocean for a company that had cash of two hundred ten billion dollars last year. Crazy. On to our third and final story. An investment company named Elliott Management has bought five percent of Twitter and wants to use its new ownership to replace its founder and CEO Jack Dorsey. So what's the story here? Well, this investment company is what's known as an activist investor. What is that? Generally, it means they buy ownership in companies Mm -hmm. and then try to change or influence that company to do what it wants. And with Twitter, the investment company cares about two things. What are they? One, it's annoyed that Twitter's CEO is only half devoted to Twitter given he also runs the payment company Square. It's like being in love with both Love Island Australia and Love <laughs> Island UK. You can't have both, just pick one. <laughs> the second thing the investment company cares about is that Twitter hasn't really developed or evolved as a product over the last few years, mm. while others like TikTok and yep. Instagram have a, a lot. lot. So what's the key learning here? While investors may identify problems with companies like Twitter, what matters most at the end of the day for the investor is financial performance. And Twitter's financial performance under Jack Dorsey has actually been really good over the last few years. Revenue hit $3 billion for the first time in 2019. And Twitter's been profitable for both of the last two years. So this kind of seems a bit unfair to Jack Dorsey. Yeah. But then again, which other CEO do you know spreads their activity across multiple companies? Elon Musk and his shares are booming. Maybe this is the way of the future. <laughs> I think so. Flux family, if you're enjoying listening to us every single day, it really helps us if you subscribe, rate and review to the What The Flux podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. All right.